shelf. I'm your host Renata. Each week a book lover adds a kid's book they love to our shelf. But before they tell us all about it, I need them to answer some important questions that bursts a confetti popper in their mind. Now I know those of you who listened last might be thinking, how is the podcave looking after the bear came to fix a few things? Well, it's certainly looking quite nice. I have a new pod desk and he's put in some security measures to keep the bookshelf from being destroyed by any more large fairy tale type creatures. I think we all know who I'm talking about. He did, however, not get around to filling that rabbit hole. He says that he needs a special permit and a new rabbit hole entrance must be established beforehand. Which is fair enough. We don't want to trap our bunny friend, do we? He said that won't be possible for a few weeks, so I can promise you all that this episode will not be interrupted by bears or construction of any kind. But now it's time to meet this week's guest. Sharon Giltro is a picture book and middle grade author with a few funny and fantastic titles out in the world today, but even more on the way. Her books include Bedtime Daddy, Get Ready Mama, and her brand new book, Let's Go Shopping Grandma, which we'll be talking about today. She lives in Western Australia with her husband and two lovely kids and works with children who experience developmental language disorder. Welcome to the shelf, Sharon. Hi, Renata. Thank you for having me. Very honoured to be here. Oh, thank you. What do you love about kids' books? What I love about kids' books is that the pictures and the words go together to make some magic. And I love that it tells a very um, short story and children love them. That's what I love is that they, uh, yeah. the children love them and you can read them over and over again and that everyone has their favorite picture book. And that's true. That's true. Although it can be very hard to pick a favorite sometimes. Yes. Especially with <laughs> an endless shelf of picture books. I know. And it's just going to keep getting filled more and more every week. <laughs> Where are you in the KidLit community? Do you have a critique group? Yes, yep, I do have a critique group, a writer's group that I meet with down in Fremantle in WA, which is a lovely historical court and it's very creative in Perth and I love going down there every couple of weeks to meet in person with my writer's group and we share the stories that we're working on uh, we share our news that we've, exciting news that we get. Um, we share our lives <laughs> and yeah, our passion Lovely. for children's books. So it's, yeah, great. I don't think it's, and it, and it motivates you to keep writing as well because writing can be absolutely quite isolating. I mean, you do it by yourself, but it's, you know, every time I meet with my writer friends, I get inspired to, to keep going. It's a wonderful asset to refine your work and keep expanding and growing your your skill set in the field to have that community going hey yeah and have the support and they support me and I support them and it's yeah it's great which came first do you think chai tea or tai chi <laughs> very good question well I think you can't really do both at the same time so that's tricky so you got to have one before the other 
I think Tai Chi might be a little bit older than Chai Tea. But okay. I think that would yeah. Yeah. It could have been that Tai Chi was happening long before they invented the kettle, I suppose. Yes, mm. exactly. Do you have any big future goals for your book achievements? I'd like to win awards. <laughs> I've been shortlisted for the Speech Pathology Award for children's books, which is great because I work with speech pathologists and children that have developmental language disorder. So it's great to be nominated for that. So, yeah, I think and just to have my books out there reaching more children, I think that's the aim of every author is that you want children to discover your books, fall in love with them and, and read them. Definitely. Those are some excellent goals. Yes. How did you discover your passion for writing children's books? Uh, well, I've been teaching now for almost 30 years, so picture books are very much a part of being a teacher. Mm. enjoy them and middle grade as well, obviously. So, yeah, I always liked writing and I thought, well, I've always wanted to write a picture book and then got my first picture book, Bedtime Daddy, published and then it's like, oh, yeah, I can do this. This is something I can spend time doing and excellent. Yeah. The rewards. And that one was illustrated by Katrin Drelling, I saw. Yes. I love her yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does great illustrations. So, and since that was my first book, I learned a lot through EK Books yeah. and the publisher and Katrin. Where do your story ideas begin? Yeah. They usually, it's usually the idea that it starts with. So, Bedtime Daddy was an, when my children were younger. They're 16 and 14 now, and my son, as all children, sort of battle bedtime. <laughs> my son said one night, right. well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to bed. So then um, his dad said, all right, well, I'll go to bed. So he jumped in his bed and said, <laughs> you can put me to bed. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And then, uh, just that role reversal. And then, yeah, just did some research about what makes going to bed fun and funny and all the things that parents do to get their children to bed and the things that the children do to stop going to bed. <laughs> and then yeah, It can be quite a battle. It can be well, a battle. It's such and an then excellent made, idea. Yeah, and then I made it, wanted to make it funny and sweet and have lots of heart and and something that parents and children could relate to. But, yeah, Absolutely. that was born from that. And then I thought, well, what other book could I write? And then it's like, well, about a mum and then about the beginning of the day and all the struggles that and fun that people have getting ready for the day and then the same it's thing mum's getting so ready for clever. the day so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that would be very interesting in my household if uh they had to get me ready yes yes <laughs> then let's go shopping grandma i thought well all the fun and troubles that parents have when they go shopping with their children Yes, and it's lovely to have grandparents represented in, in picture books as well. Yeah, as a writer, you're always looking out for ideas and you, know, you go to the shops and you see the grandparents there or you see the, the toddlers there that are you know trying to push the trolley or you know, eating all the, trying to eat all the samples or you know, needing to go to the <laughs> toilet just as you're about to oh, get to the checkout cool. and the tantrums that they have and you think, you know, everyone's experienced that. <laughs> yep. Yep, it's uh, very relatable. Yes, yes. Do you think yabbies are crabby or are they just a little shellfish? 
What confuses me most about yabbies is all the different names they have. So I think they're just a little bit confused about people call them yabbies, gilgies is what we call them in WA. Um, oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Marin. I was speaking to my publisher in American. She's calling them, what do they call them? Court, crawd? Crawdads. Oh, Crawdads. Really? I'm like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, I think wow. they're just a bit, bit confused about what their names are. It makes them a bit crabby. Mm, so they're just and a bit confused. Know if they like... They're not crabby. Mm. No, and they're definitely not crabs, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the three titles in picture books out. Yes. Can you tell us about this middle grade? Yes. So Samara Ruben and the Utility Belt is out now, and it's about 11-year-old Samara who makes a wish to be brave. She is a, a school bully that takes her lunchbox in the morning and she just wishes she could be brave and stand up to him. And then on her 11th birthday, she gets a um, present from her uncle and it's a utility belt and she has to discover what the utility belt does. Basically, it's got 11 tools in it and you can use the tools when she overcome challenges. So she uses it to become brave and to stand up to Toby. And yeah, and there's a cute little sidekick called Maddie, the gecko, and she helps Samara. And yeah, there's lots of twists in the story as well. Toby becomes a very important character. Not, you know, wow. Towards the I end. Love an animal sidekick. Yes. So and that's I, excellent. Yes, I wanted one. Gecko. Yeah. So utility belt and sidekicks and magical tools. So yeah, and she's only got seven days to use the belt. Otherwise, something happens. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't wait to read that one. Yes. Have you ever tried eating fire? No. I've seen fire eaters in Fremantle, again, where they do the, the busking. Oh. I have no idea how they do it without burning their throats. <laughs> no, I would love to understand it without yes. getting injured. <laughs> yes, I know. And the funny thing is I've been to Fremantle a few times and once I had to, I was chosen from the crowd who helped <gasps> the fire eater. And he really? threw the fire, the, I don't know what they call it, but the thing that they swallow, he threw it to me to catch and it was <gasps> on fire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that I, was. I uh, presume you came out unscathed. I did. I did. But yeah, Oh, good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit of a perf unscheduled performance. And then the next time we went down to Fremantle, my husband was chosen to do, <laughs> to do a different trick. Well, there different. you go. So we're like, that part of Fremantle now we kind of avoid just in case we <laughs> get chosen. No more fire. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that you are right or left-eared? Oh, definitely right-handed. I'm very strongly right-handed. Although I do kick a football with my left foot, so that's a bit tricky. But Oh, interesting. Hearing. Hmm. Well, I'm a teacher, so you know, both I've got the super super hearing for both ears, so That's true. Yeah, you've got that secret both... extra set. Yes. Mm. But I will right. check it out next time someone's talking to me. Yeah. See which one you, you tilt towards <laughs> somebody when they're yeah. speaking to you quietly. <laughs> <laughs> you've been shortlisted for the speech pathology book of the year with Get Ready Mama. Yeah, I feel very honoured about that and it was a great surprise. So I've got the stickers. I asked my publisher if I could have some stickers. So I've put the stickers on all my copies at home. I'm going to give them to my friends to put on their, <laughs> on their books. I mean, winning awards is not why we write, but it is very 
cool to be acknowledged and especially when I work with children that have got language disorder and difficulties and you often read your book so did that and I actually I use my books as well when I teach really yeah when I teach time because you know they're about getting ready and routines and nighttime and bedtime and morning time so it's really great to be acknowledged by a wider community Mm. and so was that something you intentionally had in the stories or has it just naturally sort of been there because of your career your day routines yeah probably in the back of my mind I did the routine quite you know this this, is that's how we teach a lot of our, our stories and when we ask the children to write procedures you know, we get them to follow a, a sequence or when they're doing a narrative, you know, that we, we try and give them the structure. So I think, yes, I was trying to sort of put some structure into the book as well as being funny. Well, you've pulled it off very beautifully <sighs> oh, and thank it's you. been recognised. So that's yes. magnificent. Yes, and I hope a lot more people use it in their classrooms and homes. Yeah. <laughs> and there is another one I've, that's probably come out next year about <gasps> Let's go to the beach, Grandpa. So it's about taking Grandpa Ooh. to the beach. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and it's exciting Yay. because... Um, oh. If you woke up with different coloured hair tomorrow, mm-hmm. which colour would you like it to be? Oh, I'd like it to be bright blue, electric blue. Oh, me too. Blue <laughs> is... That would be so cool. I did have blue hair very briefly at one point and I loved it. You loved it? Yeah. Loved it. it would be great. That would be amazing. <laughs> to have skipped the part where you have to go to the hairdresser and actually have it done on yes, purpose you know right. just wake Especially up with, the next day oh with dark hair you think <laughs> you know you have to go blonde first then blue then yes yes that's a lot of work and yes. chemicals <laughs> are you ready to talk about your book now yes would be Excellent. great <laughs> So, let's go shopping grandma. Who is our little main character in this story? So, the main character, so, so they're probably equal characters, I'd say. So, there's a, the little girl. Oh, okay. um, she doesn't actually have a name because it's written in um, second person point of view. So oh, of course. That's the other, my other two books are as well because they're how-to books. So, yes. um, so, there's a the little girl and then there's the grandma. Um, and they're right. the main characters and they're spending a day together and going to the shops. There is other grandmas in the book as well. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Out shopping of, themselves, hey? Yes. Yeah. And grandmas they see along the way when they're um, walking to the bus stop and, yeah, and a bus driver. Right. <laughs> a lot of the books are very, like, narrative-based, so they've got, you know, the the story, whereas this is more like real life and how-to and instructional, so it's nice that it, that's getting recognised. Yeah. It's it's real life and it's got these serious undertones, but at the same time it's really fun and funny. Yeah, that's just and, and I, when I do read it to the children, it's it's great to see them laughing in the right spots because then you know yeah. you kind of hit the, hit the spot. Okay, so when we start off, where are we? Are we at home at the beginning of the book? Yes, so they're at home and the little girl's saying, it's time to go shopping, Grandma. Grandma says no, like a lot of children do when they're you know, asked 
and they're told they're going shopping. It's not the favourite thing for some children to do. So grandma hides under the table. <laughs> and the little girl, yeah, she's so oh my goodness. You know, she doesn't get frazzled at all. She's just, you know, very calm. So she just hands grandma a bag and says, let's go. Um, and then they skip to the bus stop together and oh, wave to other grandmas along the way, smell the flowers, <laughs> pat the dogs, um, miss the bus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> have to wait for the next bus mm-hmm. so yeah then they get to the, the shops in they go right Grand- push- grandma's being a bit too curious yes yes she's dawdling the to the yeah and then the first thing grandma asks is to push the trolley which a lot of children ask to do and I remember uh, letting my children push the trolley a number of times and then getting rammed in the back of my foot by the trolley. Yes. <laughs> Which yep. really, really hurts because you're not expecting it. You're just walking in front of them and the next minute you get rammed and it's like, that's it, you're not, you're not pushing the trolley anymore. Give me that trolley. <laughs> <laughs> we all yep. try and start nice and then it's like, no. So and the little girl says, no, you can't do that because she remembers what happened last time. Grandma pushed the trolley at the shops and banged into a whole display of items and so then, yeah, Grandma's starting to have a tantrum, so the little girl has to distract oh. her and, yeah. Oh, and, dear. Yeah, so it's all those those fun things So um, and all the, all and the she, time. Does Grandma gran- want some inappropriate things? Yes. All, the, all that time Grandma wants chocolates. At the, you know, she wants the chocolate. <laughs> every, every chance she gets, she... Um, oh, she can chocolate. you hear that? Oh, dear. <laughs> it looks like the meteor shower has started early. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to run because oh. I need to help the meteor shower. It, <laughs> it needs me to help with getting the heart to reach spots, you know. Oh. We need it to be really shiny. Yeah. You know, you and, can't and have a dull. and shampoo. That's and... right. So um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cut this short and go and help. Okay. But thank yes. you for coming on, Sharon. Thank you. And good luck sharing the meteor. And everyone, go look for these books. Yes. Put them on your shelf. Bye. Oh, you look so fresh and shiny. You will really sparkle as you fly through the night. You want me to get wet? Oh, down there. Okay, I'll get the bigger scrubbing brush. Thank you so much for giving Bookie and I a lift home. It was really, really embarrassing when the rocket ran out of fuel. I'll remember that for next time. But um, I'm really sorry about the way that Bookie jumped on your head the whole way home. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Yes, we like our home too. Earth is lovely. Thank you for listening to The Endless Shelf. 
Renata can't host the podcast right now because she's returning a favour for a new intergalactic friend. We are so glad to be back from our little break away and we have so many new episodes waiting for you. ready to give you lots of fun new episodes with more great authors from all over Australia. See you next week. It is very expensive to get a rocket towed home.